Welcome to the Battle Plan for Victory, an online resource from thegeneration.org designed to help young people deal with personal sin issues through the Word of God and ultimately to find victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Battle Plan for Victory. I'm Bobby Bosler, and the topic of this discussion is assurance, specifically assurance of salvation. This is actually the second topic in the subcategory, Foundations for Victory. The reason why it's in this category is because until a believer is not only saved, but knows that they are saved, they cannot make any further progress in their walk with Jesus. Now, this matter of assurance is close to my heart because I struggled with lack of assurance, as maybe you have struggled, or maybe as you are struggling right now. I struggled with it for nearly a decade. As a child, I remember now clearly being under conviction about my sin. I remember responding in an invitation, and I remember on my knees in the back room with a great uncle of mine, and I remember I repeated after him in a prayer, and and though I said what he told me to say, I knew Jesus was my only hope, and I trusted him to save me. Um, But in the years that followed, because my life didn't always match up with it, uh, because of a number of different issues, I doubted and greatly feared uh, this when it came to this matter of salvation. I doubted my salvation. I feared that I wasn't really saved at all. And really those years and those times of doubting were not times of victory in my life. They were times, in fact, of a miserable defeat. And so what I want to do is I just want to make this really simple. I want to look at our key verses And I want to really help you as you're looking at these verses and meditating on this issue. And by the way, there are a lot of really good resources that help, um, that are going to help further down on the page. I want you to look at those as well. Um, But let's just look at these three verses. First, John 10, 28. Here Jesus says, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now, this first verse, there's a number of things here that we could say about this, but one of the things this verse helps with is for those that might worry that they've lost their salvation, because here Jesus says that those to whom he gives eternal life will never perish. Now, first off, that word eternal, I think if I was to ask you, what does eternal mean? I ask young people every week, "What what does eternal mean? And I always get the same answer forever. And the kind of life that Jesus gives to people who've trusted uh, him to wash their sins away is a kind of life that is forever. And those that get eternal life never perish. In fact, Jesus says, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Young person, take confidence in the fact that you're in Jesus' hands. The day you trusted him to be your savior was the day he took hold of you, and inside the palm of his hand, no one can tear you away. Nothing can interfere with the love of God for you, young people. But you know, that may not necessarily help you because you may wonder, well, did I get eternal life in the first place? Look at the second verse. 1 John 5, 13, the scripture says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. 
that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. There's a couple really interesting things I want to point out about this verse. Uh, first off, he this is written to those who believe in the name of the Son of God. This is written to believers. And here's why he wrote it, that ye would know that ye have eternal life. Okay, so one of the reasons that John wrote what he wrote here, and really the preceding context is key for understanding specifically what he wrote. But what he wrote was so that believers would know that they have eternal life. And actually, he goes on to the last part of the verse there, the very last line. It says, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. He wants believers to believe. You know, and this is really important because I think you and I both know that believing, or if I could say it this way, depending, is a key in this matter of the Christian walk. You cannot experience victory in your Christian life if you don't depend on Jesus for it. And what he's saying here, I, I think, is he's saying, hey, listen, believers, I just wrote what I wrote in the verses preceding this verse so that you can know that you have eternal life, so that you can step forward from this first step of salvation to every God-dependent step that I have for you thereafter. So, okay, again, the first verse, John 10, 28, is basically saying once a person gets eternal life... They never lose it. They will never perish. They're in Jesus' hands. The second verse, he's saying, listen, I wrote these things so that you can believe on Jesus, uh, so that you can know that you have eternal life and that you can move on from there, depending on Jesus for every step of the way. Now, the third verse gets down really to where, where you and I need to live on this matter of assurance. Acts 16, 31, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Here in this verse, God gives for us what I've called the irreducible minimum of the salvation decision in the New Testament. And it's very simple. It's broken up into three sections. First, the action is believing. The action is not just understanding the facts. The action is not agreeing, yes, I need this. The action is actually putting your weight on Jesus, depending on something to do something for you. Now, what is the object? What is it that we are to believe on? It says you're to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. When someone counts on Jesus, they are making the salvation decision. In other words, when any lost, hell-bound sinner realizes, I cannot get myself to heaven, my good works cannot get myself to heaven. No amount of religiosity, church attendance, no baptism, no prayer, no uh, amount of Bible reading and, and, and going to church can get me to heaven. The only one that can get me to heaven, the only thing I am going to count on is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the salvation decision. Now, the last part of this verse gives one further element, which is important. It says, and thou shalt be saved. Now, two things I want to say about this. First, this shows us what the person is depending on Jesus for. They're depending on Jesus for salvation, specifically for forgiveness of sins, for eternal life, and for deliverance from the consequences of their sin. When someone comes to Jesus and when they rely upon him and him alone for their forgiveness and eternal life to keep them out of hell... 
This verse says they'll be saved. And you know what, young people? It's that simple. If you placed your dependence on Jesus Christ and Christ alone to wash your sins away and to give you everlasting life, on the authority of God's word, you're saved. Young person, if you depended on Jesus alone to wash your sins away and to give you everlasting life, to say, well, I'm just not sure if he did it, is to call him a liar. Young people, God is true. In fact, the Bible says in, in Titus chapter 1, it says, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. You can have confidence because of the God who cannot lie, because that God promised you that if you would believe on his son, you'd have everlasting life. Young people, you, if you've trusted Jesus, are saved. And it's time to move on from this matter of assurance and to take those steps of believing on him, to take those steps of victory in walking with Jesus, confident that you are a child of God. The Battle Plan for Victory is presented by thegeneration.org. That's T-H-E-E generation.org. Thank you.